1490 Sports Betting Radio now presents The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. Oh, man, the Mike Breen bang calls. Cue them up. Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat take a 2-0 series lead against the Boston Celtics tonight. Welcome back to The Fix, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. One hour down, two more to go. Hope everyone's having a great night. Had a great week as we get closer to football Sunday. But guess what? We're in the midst of some good basketball. And conference finals, it's my favorite two-week stretch. Because you have the best four teams in action. And it's just great, great basketball. And to talk hoops with me, had to bring in my guy, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Follow him on Twitter, at Scoop B. Senior writer for Heavy.com. He's got the scoop, man. All right? He, he, <laughs> he, he's he got the scoop. So let's go, brother. How you been? Man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I, you know I don't have any sources. Cut it out. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night, man. I'll talk to you later. Then. <laughs> oh, man. But listen, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, I know you're busy, and you've been killing it, by the way. You have to follow Scoop at Scoop B, like I said, because he's been reporting things that are, have been coming to fruition. I don't know if he's you know, purchased a crystal ball, what's going on, but... Um, a lot's happening, man, and I don't know where to start. I mean, I guess let's start with the game earlier tonight and that series as a whole. Heat were my pick before the postseason starts. I'll pack my uh, pat myself on the back a little bit to come out of the East. And, man, they just look like they're clicking on all cylinders, right? They are clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, when you look at Philadelphia at large, you kind of got to be both upset and proud at the same time. I don't know who's who, but, um, you know, Jimmy Butler is a guy who, you know, was a sixer last year and, you know, Brett, he and Brett Brown did not get along. Um, and, you know, essentially, Jimmy went on his happy, merry way. Uh, and, you know, the member of the Miami Heat, and people scratched their heads, you know, like, what was so special about the Heat? You know, particularly because you had Kendrick Nunn, uh, as well as uh, Tyler Hero, who were rookies. I remember in the Miami series, he was averaging about Tyler Hero about 14 points a game. Kendrick Nunn. I uh, was a guy early in the season that was undrafted, Northern Illinois University, who, um, you know, by some, you talk to some players, like fellow rookies, like I remember at the beginning of the season uh, talking to Kobe White, and he told me he felt that Kendrick Nunn uh, was the NBA's rookie of the year at that point. Of course, uh, John Moran would have a thing or two to say about it at this point in the season, but uh, Duncan Robinson was the guy who was clicking on all cylinders tonight. You know, any, 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 any given night, Warren Dragons will we'll, we'll get you some buckets. Bam out of bam out of bio, excuse me, is a guy that you know. I've heard some people uh, compare him to uh, Kevin Garnett and say he's a modern day Kevin Garnett. The jury's still out on that from my perspective, but mm. I can see why some may feel that way. Um, but you know, the Miami Heat, you know, to me, um, are in the Eastern are to the Eastern Conference. But I think the the Denver Nuggets are in the Western Conference. Just a gritty team and, and a never say never team. But here's the thing: Denver also showed you that it's not over until it's over. Down three, what three zero. Twice, we won twice, and, yeah. and 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 came back and did what they needed to do against the Clippers, and you know the series before that. So, um, still a lot of basketball to play, but you know Miami Heat are up to all right now. 
Yeah, and I, I said that earlier. It's funny you mentioned it, that the the aspect of the bubble like, is somewhat of an equalizer. Like We've seen it, as you mentioned, so far this postseason, and they're playing on the same court every night in a seven-game series. So Boston is very capable of winning a couple games, just like Miami did, and they've been great games. Jalen Brown had an open look uh, late in the game to potentially tie things up, and who knows what happens if that shot falls, but here we are, Miami up 2-0, and I, I just think Miami's different this postseason, and it's no disrespect to Boston. Uh, it just seems like that everything they do, every bounce goes their way, and that's any team that has a run and any team that gets to the finals and or wins the finals, it's just one or two bounces, everything's going their way, and that's just how it feels like for Miami, Scoop. Listen, man, I, I think... Uh... I think ABC needs to contact CBS and get the rights to one shining moment because um, I think that this is the one shining moment that we wanted back in March with the NCAA tournament. Um, and, and it's interesting because I remember um, when Jamal Crawford signed with the Nets, he called me that night and we, <laughs> we were talking. He's like, you busy? I said, man, I just uh, finished getting my exclusive with, with Mark Cuban. He goes, well, I hang up. I guess you don't want that, my exclusive uh, with me signing with the Nets. I said, no, 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 wait, don't don't hang up. He started laughing. <laughs> and as we recorded for Scooby Radio, my podcast, one of the things that he said that kind of has stuck with me throughout this whole process um, was an AAU tournament with no fans. And so I think of November, mm. the Maui Invitational. Um, you know, I think of high school basketball tryouts mm. the day after Thanksgiving. Whoever brought that idea is crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, really I know, I hated hurt. that. <laughs> but when I look at the bubble at large, it, it gives me that feeling, the Maui Invitational um, high school basketball tryouts the day after Thanksgiving, um, and the NCAA tournament because you had upsets. Who would have thunk it? The Clippers are not in the conference finals against the Lakers. I mean, I, I, I thought it would be Lakers-Clippers, no problem, but I'll also add this caveat that um, the Nuggets at times during the season were a second-place team or a third-place team. The Lakers have been the most consistent. I think that the Lakers are the most underdog to first-place team in the history of underdogs. Um, and I think that when you look at the Miami Heat, I feel that that's the same, it's the same thing there, too, because everybody was paying attention to the 76ers and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Yeah, no, and everybody was looking forward to next season with Brooklyn when KB came back healthy. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's looking a little bit too far ahead. The Thursday night football game, just to update the audience real quick, uh, 28-16, Battle of Ohio. Browns are still holding the lead, uh, about eight minutes to go in the fourth. So, Scoop, uh, does this – a lot of people have been asking me this question, and I want your answer to it and see if we're on the same page, and I think we are, but – does this postseason mean less? It has to, right? Because of everything going on, the stoppage and no fans and in the bubble. And I think it's the opposite. I think the players, they're all in that bubble. It's like a AAU tournament, like you mentioned, on, on steroids. And it's like that respect peer-to-peer factor where it's just I, – I feel like the stakes are almost higher. I know it sounds crazy, but that's how I think the players are looking at it. Um, I think that the – and I think that the NBA bubble is an overpriced summer camp <laughs> that had the same amenities in the respective city. In talking to various players, 
texting, DMing, on the phone, FaceTime. It feels like high school basketball. Um, but do they like that, or is that like a knock? It, de- it depends on who you ask. Mm. Some hate it. Some like it because they get the distance from their families and everybody asking for 50 million things Yeah, when you're local. Um, and some miss their families. For the ones that are married, they miss their families. For the ones who are single, um, you have a Daniel House situation, except he wasn't single. Um, for <laughs> And that's just for physical reasons. It relates to just inner peace. Yeah. I can relate to someone who likes to get away from home for a little while because you don't have to get up and cook every day. You don't have to see the, maybe the mailman on this particular day. <laughs> the travel part is different, but the amenities are still there. You still can get food delivered. You still can um, enjoy pool time. You can still play card games. I mean, there are guys playing, doing karaoke contests at night in the bubble. Um, there are people playing serious card games. There's 2K tournaments. There's Madden tournaments. Some of these guys, some of those guys grew up in similar areas, and they haven't had time to catch up with that person in years. Right. And they were able to sit down and make that happen. For some players, they're squashing old beats from years ago. Hmm. I, I was on the phone with two retired NBA players tonight who were discussing a beef with a former player this evening. And it's like, this happened years ago, and it's still a thing now. Imagine if they were in the bubble, they'd be able to squash it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just locking two people in a room, you know, in a fight. It's like yep. you know, when you're a kid, like, you guys aren't leaving this room until you shake hands. <laughs> like, make exactly. up. So that's exactly. interesting. So, One of these players need to, uh, like, come out with a book, you know, when this is all said and done. <laughs> you know, just give us all the stories that have not been public yet in the bubble. But, you know, I, like, listen – Heats up 2-0 against Boston, and we got a great series starting tonight, and the Lakers and Nuggets. So many storylines with the Lakers, with Kobe, and I'm going to throw some stats at you in a few minutes about that, by the way. But Nuggets have gotten no love really for the past few years now, and this has been a surprise. I'm not going to sit here and say I called this, but Jokic is just an underrated superstar, star at the least. Jamal Murray has put himself on notice, put the league on notice, having that historic first-round battle with Spider Mitchell, uh, and they're playing well. So does Denver have a chance, or is this matchup just not favorable for them? You know, I tweeted a couple of nights ago um, that the Lakers should be scared of the Nuggets. And people on Twitter, as has been the case for the last couple of weeks, uh, giving me hell. And, um, shocker. On Twitter? I don't – I think – what you say? I said shocker on Twitter? No way. Now, the word surprise is hyperbole. Um, What I'll say to you is um, I I think that there's a level of respect that the Nuggets deserve, Um, particularly because it's not like – I mean, let's just be honest. They're not the the Clippers, and that's what everybody was expecting the Lakers to be playing, the conference finals. Let's start there. Um, I think that the problem that the Nuggets – I go on record and say I do think it's going to be a six- or seven-game series. Um, I think that there are many people who would look at my statement about the Lakers and feel as though they can group it in the same sentence as the Blazers and the Rockets. The only difference is the Nuggets aren't the Blazers or the Rockets. No. Um, this is what you said? No, I said no. I agree with you. 
this is a team um, who really got practice in the big leagues in the playoffs last year. I don't think that uh, their center is a surprise, Jokic, because the world began to see who he was last season. He was an all-star this season. Um, he went toe-to-toe with the San Antonio Spurs, the Blazers, the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, with Russell Westbrook on that team and Paul George on that team. It's not like they're secret. I think that it just took a double. It took a, two years for people to realize that um, they are the quietest kept secret in the NBA. <laughs> Less quiet than when LeBron James was coming to Los Angeles in 2018 uh, to take Space Jam and to join Anthony Davis in year two. Um, and so when I look at that situation with the Lakers, I think um, one one player said to me last night via text message, the stage is set um, for the Lakers to win it all. They got to take care of business. And to be honest with you, I think the rest that they got in between both series has helped them because I think throughout the course of this season, the Lakers have dealt with a lot of bumps and bruises. I actually think that the bubble kept them fresher. And, and, and to be honest with you, so did COVID. If you remember, um, when the NBA shut down on March 11th, the Lakers got through both the Bucks and the Clippers. And that was the only time that I believe LeBron was in the NBA's MVP. He was the MVP for about a week. Statistically <laughs> and just impact-wise, I think that does belong to Giannis up the combo. But you win an MVP and don't win the championship, what are we really playing for? Um, and I think that when you look at the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets, you really want to see um, a David and Goliath story, except I think it's two Davids, just a David in a different way. Troy Daniels, who played for the Lakers earlier this season and was cut and is now a member of the Denver Nuggets. He sat down back in February uh, during All-Star Weekend in a fitting room at a Neiman Marcus in Chicago, and he said to me that the Lakers are the biggest underdog first-place team ever and the fact that they lost to the Clippers twice, they were able to figure out all of the idiosyncrasies and quirks of the Clippers. You remember that the first game of the season where Danny Green scored 28 points and LeBron James and Anthony Davis were still figuring out the pick and roll. You remember the, the Christmas game, a couple of mistakes that the Lakers made. The Lakers made up for it in the new year twice, beating the Clippers. They didn't even have to face the Clippers. Now they got to go against the Denver Nuggets team. I don't know what their matchup was in the regular season, but Jamal Murray is nothing to play with. Neither is Nikola Jokic. Neither is Mason Plumley. Neither is a, a, a glut of other teams, uh, or other players on the on the Nuggets team. And to be honest with you, the Nuggets have nothing to lose. And if I am the Lakers, I'm a little scared. That doesn't mean they're not going to win, though. <laughs> Yeah, you have to, you know, put some respect on their name, man. They just took out the Clippers and did you a favor, but it's not that big of a favor because that's that's an impressive feat, and that's three games in a row after falling down three to one. And I, I want to ask you about the Clippers in a few minutes, but I want to throw this uh, stat at you. Ready? So in two thousand nine, the two thousand nine playoffs, this is what Kobe did. He beat. The I know what you're right, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. Well, it's I'm going to put it out there for the <laughs> listeners. In 2009, in the playoffs, Kobe beat the Rockets in the second round. Then he beat the Denver Nuggets in the conference finals. And he won his fourth ring in Orlando. 2020 playoffs, LeBron and the Lakers beat the Rockets in the second round. They're now facing the Denver Nuggets in the conference finals. 
And LeBron James is trying to win his fourth ring. Where? In Orlando. So I, I, I say that to you, Scoop, because, one, it gives me chills a little bit. And then, two, just talk about the importance of LeBron winning a fourth ring this year with all the social issues, with Kobe passing in a Lakers jersey. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Um, I think that it would be um, a magnificent feat to win um, your third championship or rather your fourth championship with three different teams. And if LeBron is able to do it with the Lakers, he will either do it against, I'm going to give the respect, a rivalry NBA Finals against the Celtics or against your former team, the Miami Heat. Additionally, I think this one will be special for LeBron. Um, I don't know how far back you've been following me, but I reported last year that after LeBron James's um, injury during the Christmas game with the Golden State Warriors, his injury was worse than was actually being reported. Like to be honest with you, Ryan, I'll tell you that that injury was so bad. I have talked to some of LeBron's former teammates or teammates from that that year uh, who have shared with me that realistically, the fact that he was able to rehab and come back and the amount of time that he did right before the All-Star break after he hurt him, his groin, um, he really should have sat out six or seven months. And to be honest with you, he ended up getting that grace period by not making the playoffs. While everybody was paying attention to the Warriors and the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, it gave LeBron a chance to mature. Remember, everybody thought he was washed. Everybody thought he was finished. Everybody thought he was done. The Anthony Davis trade did not happen at the trading deadline. I mean, bro, I'm going to be honest with you, the, the, the calls and the text messages that I was receiving back at the trading deadline last year with Anthony Davis, it was a bleak situation. The Lakers actually losing the amount of games that they did and getting a first-round pick is the legitimate reason why the Lakers were able to get Anthony Davis via trade. And so when you look at the situation where the table is set, they got Anthony Davis last June, Anthony Davis and LeBron are playing spot on. You know, Anthony Davis and I have this running joke uh, where he says that at the beginning of the season, LeBron James told him that they're not quite a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They're more like a peanut butter and banana as it relates to their pick and roll. <laughs> Brother, I think that they're clicking in the pick and roll very well, and they have complementary pieces. Throughout the course of the season, Contagious Caldwell Pope, who they resigned, struggled at the beginning of the season. He told me that um, basically at the beginning of the season, his Lakers teammates were his support system. They didn't kick him while he was down, while many Lakers fans did via social media. He stayed the course. You look at Jason Kidd, who comes in as an assistant coach, a guy that LeBron really wanted as a head coach, but the Lakers couldn't do it. They brought in Frank Vogel. They brought in Dwight Howard. They brought in DeMarcus Cousins, Jared Dudley, Danny Green. All those pieces. The only thing really missing was this, was was Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> What's supposed to come? Paul George changed that trajectory. The Lakers are in a situation where they can win it all. You got to get back past Denver, and you got to get past the Heat or the Celtics. If I'm the Lakers, I'm not comfortable, but I am in my bag. I am staying focused, and more than anything else, um, <laughs> load management was the key phrase of this basketball season. The Clippers did it. The Lakers didn't really have to load manage, and now they're getting the rest that they needed, and now they're healthy. All they got to do is just go out and win it. 
You're in a good opportunity to do that now. They certainly are. We're talking hoops with Scoop. Follow him on Twitter at Scoopy. Brandon Scoopy Robinson, senior writer for Heavy.com, host Heavy with Scoopy, and subscribe to his podcast, Scoop B Radio Pod. A couple more questions before I let you go, man. So, sure. Um, it's going to be another crazy offseason in the NBA. You have the Anthony Davis story. You have the Bucks and Giannis. Uh, there was a report that Giannis unfollowed all of his teammates on social media. And, obviously, the Clippers. Those are the three stories that stand out for me. Um, do you have any insight, any any scoops as to what is going to potentially happen in all three of those situations? Well, I'll start with the Giannis Antetokounmpo situation. Um, I'm told uh, from my league sources that – uh, Giannis didn't have lunch uh, with the Bucks and uh, Mr. Lazarus and the, the ownership uh, brain trust there with the Bucks, um, and that he, you know his mother was there, his brother was there, Giannis was there, and essentially, you know, Giannis did not request the trade. Um, but from what I'm told uh, in the conversation with the Bucks, Giannis did intimate with them uh, that he is looking to not sign a supermax and deal such as that until the Bucks. Uh, in turn, make some type of trade this offseason to make the Bucs better. And um, from what I'm told, he gave a list of names that uh, he would like uh, to play with in Milwaukee, and one of those names on that list uh, was one in the Oklahoma City Thunders, Chris Paul. Um, And I'm told that, um, you know, that was someone that that he really would like to, you know, team up with. And um, I have put out there over the last week or so that, you know, there are a list of now seven teams um, that are interested in Chris Paul, namely the Bucks, as well as the New York Knicks, uh, the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, the Phoenix Suns, um, and there's another team that I don't have. I'm a visual guy. And I don't have it sitting in front of me right now, but Sixers you can check maybe, my right? reports on Twitter at Scoop B. Um, and so that's the hold up there. Um, Giannis um, is not interested in a trade at this moment. He wants to weigh all options. He does become an unrestricted free agent next summer. And, um, you know, I think it's a way to see approach. You look at the NBA's Eastern Conference at large and taking a cursory look at it, uh, Ryan, the thing I can share with you is, you know, it doesn't get any easier for not only the Milwaukee Bucks, but also the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I talked about the Lakers, and, you know, this is their loophole in their window, you know, to make something happen because what happens next year is the Golden State Warriors are healthy. The Brooklyn Nets have a healthy Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, will have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and whoever else. Um, and and I think that you know this is the window for the for 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 the Lakers, and but also the Clippers get better, they get rested, they figure out where they made their mistakes. So I, I think as it relates to Giannis, I think it's a wait and see approach, particularly with this climate right now with COVID nineteen. Everybody's trying to figure out what's what and who's going where, and who wins the championship. You know, as it relates to um, Anthony Davis. You know, I was with AD in Chicago back in November uh, when he was with his um, his high school alma mater at a Nike event. Uh, I was there. Sean Sharania of the Athletic was there. Uh, Eric Woodyard of ESPN.com was there. And you know, Anthony Davis said uh, point blank. The kid asked him, "Would you ever come back and play in Chicago?" He goes, "Well, you know, I am a free agent in two years." And everybody ran with that. Here's the thing. Had Jay Williams on Heavy Live with Scoop B. You guys can check that out on Heavy.com's YouTube channel. He said to me, um, don't just think that Anthony Davis is just going to sign with the Lakers. Um, at face value, you're like, well, how does that happen? Particularly because 
the Bulls, Chicago's where he's from, but at the same time, Zach Levine is the face of the franchise. Um, and, you know, they have a new GM, and, you know, they're figuring out next moves. They're looking for a new coach. A lot of players want to play home. So that's something to consider based upon what Jay Williams said to me on Happy Live with Scoop B. Um, and as it relates to the Clippers, to be honest with you, um, I think that this was going to be – this blame was going to be put on Paul George this season if the Clippers didn't win a championship or get to the conference finals because Kawhi Leonard won a championship with the Toronto Raptors last year. He's kind of good. Um, to be honest with you, next season, the pressure is going to be on Doc Rivers. Hmm. Yeah, it is. And that, that's the Clippers situation is going to be interesting uh, to follow and see what that organization does. They're building – a brand-new arena. There's a lot of expectations there, and obviously they fell short of them this year, but plenty of storylines in the NBA, and Scoop has you covered, and 